the Writers Theater here in the Chicago suburb of Glencoe has just announced its new season. And it's an exciting season for many reasons, not the least of which is that it's been programmed by its the Writers Theater's new artistic director, Braden Abraham. Is this basically job done now for you? You can go, you can slap your hands together and go, oh, good. I've programmed the season. It's all gravy from here. <laughs> well, season planning never ends. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 860, Meet Braden Abraham. Braden Abraham is the new artistic director of Chicago's Writers Theater, located in the North Shore suburb of Glencoe. Braden comes to Writers after 20 years at Seattle Repertory Theater and just announced Writers' upcoming 31st season and Braden's first as artistic director. So I was thrilled to get a chance to meet Braden and talk about what goes into programming one season while always continuing to plan future seasons. I think one of the great things about this job is that you get to be in a conversation with artists over time and audiences over time. So, you know, once you program a season and the season is announced, that's always a big moment. And then you go about populating that season with artists and casting and doing designs. And so there's a whole other kind of, um, you know, there's a, there's a whole other set of things that you go through to make bring that season to fruition and selling subscriptions and getting people excited about it and all that. And But I'm already thinking about what's after that, what's after that. So I'm always thinking in kind of six-month to three-year time frames, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of think about a season like a, like a great album, you know, like you want to take the audience on a ride and then what's the next thing you're going to listen to after that? What's the next album and how do plays speak to each other across time? So this, a show that we do this season, how's that going to speak to a show that we do two or three seasons from now? Because you want the audience to start to make those connections and make those threads and pull those threads through. And, uh, I don't know that I, I lay it all out super deliberately, but as you're reading things and your interest is drawn to certain places and your curiosity, you go, oh, that connects to that, that connects to that. That artist did that, what if they did this? And I love that part of of this work. Well, and you talk about making connections. You are coming from a 20-year stint at Seattle Rep, and, and... and it gets back to how I introduced us at the beginning. We're here at the Writers' Theater, which is Chicago's Writers' Theater, except it's not, really. It's in the suburb of Glencoe. You're making connections to from Seattle to the Chicago land area, I guess, to the artists who, the artists who I guess, are based in Chicago and Chicago land, but also to the suburb of Glencoe. Are those... Are those different communities for you, or are you still finding that because you're you're still investigating the area? I'm still I'm still in a learning and discovery phase. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm I'm learning a lot about uh, yeah about the different sort of circles of artists here, about the different circles of audiences here. Um, theater's always local. 
because it's always made where it is. And so what does that mean in Glencoe? Um, Glencoe is a village that serves people here, but I think what Writers is now, what Writers Theater is now, can serve even more people than they're here just in the village. It can be both a place that is local, that is of and about this place, but it can also be in conversation with the places around it. And that is Chicago, because that has the greatest gravitational pull in some ways, because sure. of all the culture, everything that Chicago is, and what makes it such an extraordinary city. But I also think that it's an interesting time where we think about, you know, who's in Highwood, who's in Northbrook, who's, who are in the places that are north and west of us, not just south. Yeah, right. And what are those communities interested in, and how do we make this a cultural hub for those places as well? Because there's writers is distinctive in that in these small villages up here on the North Shore, there's not many places like writers. Yeah. And it seems, looking at your season, there the season is also in this six months of three-year journey you're talking about in the future, it's also in conversation with seasons past and, and writers' history and its relationships with its community and and its and the artists that it work that it's works with you had a, a wonderful success with the musical once this year and it seems like you're going to follow up with that quite naturally with the band's visit this fall is that is is that fortuitous is that conscious is that a part of your grand evil master plan <laughs> it's a little bit of all of it, yeah. um, you know, uh, uh, I think that when I first was, when I first came through the interview process to writers, um, the band's visit was a piece that immediately came to mind to me because, um, you know, musical work is a part of the history here and you're always building on what was before. You're always building on the artistic legacy of what was before and I was thinking about what is musical work that's right for here. And The band's visit was a piece that I saw in early previews uh, when it was at the Atlantic in downtown, you know, in New York before it moved to Broadway and I loved seeing it in that intimate space. And it's as much of a play with music as it is a musical. It's yeah. so much about the characters in that, that place and the nuances between people. And I thought, what a perfect piece for writers. And I knew, and of course, once was about to happen, and that felt very natural to me too. So it did feel like a kind of, we didn't know what once was going to be at that point. We didn't know it was going to be such a massive success. I mean, we, 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 we thought it would, but... Um, but it's a little bit of both. Uh -huh. It's, you know, it feels like it's a continuation, but it also feels like it was something that I wanted to do as soon as I saw the space. Um, you know, and I think that that's interesting when, how one piece leads to another. Like for instance, in Seattle, I programmed recently in this last previous season, a new adaptation of Metamorphoses by three young playwrights out of the UK. And, um, you know, most theater audiences know Metamorphoses through Mary Zimmerman, amazing Chicago-based artist. Her really definitive production of Metamorphoses that's now, I think, I saw it maybe 20-some years ago now. <laughs> um, but this is a new adaptation that's um, equally as compelling in different ways. And so, anyway, doing that show and kind of going back to those that myth and going back to Ovid 
made me think of Sarah Rule again mm. and made me think of Eurydice. And when I was thinking about what I wanted to do in this season, that play came up for me and it felt like a good time to do it. And Writers has never done Sarah Rule's work. And then I found out, I didn't know this at the time, but Sarah is from Wilmette. Yeah. So again, going back to the local, yeah. a major American playwright who was also from this area yeah. with a play that uh, I think this uh, a revival that really speaks to this moment um, and is great for Chicago yeah. land artists. So that marriage of both the local and the timing and the brilliance of Sarah Rule's work and myth and modern you know, in a modern voice, that all fit together in a really interesting way for me. And Eurydice is going to be the your first play that you direct yeah. here at Writer. So it's a great introduction to you as well. I hope so, yeah. <laughs> That's the play. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hope so. I mean, it is. It's a play that I, that I really admire and um, has incredible theatricality and is both mythical and modern. And there's a lot of different ways you can go with it in terms of design. And I think it activates our... Our, uh, our Nichols Theater, this beautiful thrust theater in a, in a great way. It's, I think it's a perfect play for writers because at the center of the play is a love of language, is a love of imagination, and it's about how um, our, our sense of love and connection with each other, uh, how that's uh, transmuted through language. And so there's a, there's a pure expression in the play that feels right with the mission of this theater. Hey, this is Joel Murray, Freddie Rumson from Mad Men, and I tell you, I could just pee my pants over how great this Reduced Shakespeare Company's podcast is. Fabulous. Where can you RSC the RSC? We'll perform the complete history of comedy abridged three times in North Carolina this July at the Blumenthal Center in Charlotte on July 13th and 14th and Appalachian State University on July 16th, 2023. Check out the touring page at our website, ReducedShakespeare.com, or our Facebook page or Twitter feed at Reduced for the latest information. Now back to my conversation with Braden Abraham, the new artistic director of Chicago's Writers Theater, which in 2016 opened a brand new state-of-the-art playhouse, and I asked Braden about the opportunities for and challenges of programming in writers' various spaces. One of the things I've always loved about the shows I've seen here is that the ones I love the most are the productions that seem too big for the space, that have somehow been crammed into this space. And it seems like this upcoming season has a lot of opportunity for that. Theater that it that feels intimate but fills the space. Is that a thing that you think about? Absolutely. You want every show to feel like an event in some way. And when I think you give it a, give the audiences a reason to leave the house. Exactly, yeah. especially now. And I think that combination of both scale and intimacy is really the sweet spot for yeah. the kinds of theater that I like to do and the kinds of theater that happens here at Writers. I mean, I, I think that um, when they built this building and conceived what it was and what the kind of work is that they wanted to do here, I think that they got the proportions really right. Um, I think it's fascinating 
this company that it started in the back of a bookstore in a 50-seat house. It's a kind of lightning in the bottle moment where you, as an audience, that kind of theater where you get to discover this hidden gem and it's 50 seats or 75 seats and you're like, what is this? And it's all about the acting and the proximity and the writing and that combination of things together. They've scaled it here in a different way and it becomes a different thing. It's no longer that that hidden restaurant with 10 tables. Right. It's a bigger thing, but, but in that way we have the opportunity to invite more people. Mm. And kind of to your point, how do you capture that same spirit in a different way of making an event in a slightly larger space, but also still feels like you're in on something that is really, um, uh, that really connects this group of people to this group of artists in this moment of time. You feel like I am in the room. They are speaking directly to me. I have a sense of both my connection to the artists and all the people around me. And that combination, that is what makes for a great theater experience. It really does. It's like the audience, you are making the discovery that nobody else has seen this thing before. Right. And I think that, um, with both of the spaces, we have the opportunity to transform and surprise the audience with every production, both in the orientation, especially in the small black box space, which we won't be able to get back to quite this yet this year. We're still scaling back up from the pandemic, but my goal is by next year, we will have one show in the in the Jillian in the small black box theater that is a uh, a. Um, collaboration with filament theater from Chicago we're going to be we're going to be doing more programming for young audiences I'm committed to doing at least one show a year that's for young audiences and families so the first show that we're going to do is this piece called forts which is really a kind of theater installation and it's simply it's a brilliant idea they they just fill the space with cardboard boxes and and string and other basic household items and it's just a it's an organized playtime and they they sculpt it with lighting and sound they create a kind of arc of the of the uh the event with the kids in the space but really the imagination and everything is generated by the participants and i love that you know it's a great I, title yeah. too it's very evocative of childhood yeah it's very cool um but that space you know, you can. I've talked to a lot of audiences who, and when I talk about when people talk about their favorite shows uh, in this building, they they mention the Jillian a lot, and they mention coming into the space and it being surprising to them. Oh, I'd never seen something in that configuration. There was a sword fight that I was ten feet away, and that was, you know, that was like really intense. Uh, and I feel like we can do the same in the Nichols too. How do we surprise the audience? each time they come into the space. I think that's a big big part of it. Was the pandemic one of the reasons that brought you here to hmm. Chicago? Maybe, it's hard to know exactly. I think the pandemic for so many of us gave us the opportunity to kind of assess where we were and what we wanted to do next. And um, you know, for me, I'm always gonna follow my strongest artistic instincts. It's always about listening to what's happening around you, listening to what, those conversations with artists that you admire, listening to the community and what they're interested in, but it's also listening to your own instincts. And um, 
And I think that I remember when, it's funny because I remember when this building was built in 2016 and I saw pictures of the building. I hadn't been here and I thought, that's the kind of theater space that I want to yeah. run or work in. I mean, the scale of it, um, the openness of it, the natural beauty of it, um, the welcoming nature of the space, the way it reflects light in the lobbies and um, and then the theater spaces themselves are all conducive to the kind of theater that I want to make. So when this opportunity came up, I naturally just started um, really looking at it seriously. And, and then coming here, it's a whole other level because the space is one thing, but really theater is made between people. Yeah. And the people here, the staff, the board, the people, you know, the people that I've met who have been coming to writers for a long time, um, you can see the devotion to this space and this mission. Yeah. And that's what I think for me is the most important ingredient um, uh, that people are all really committed to what the, not just this theater space, but what it's really about. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, except for one more thing, which I'll share with you in about 60 seconds, so stick around. To find out more about Braden Abraham and Writers Theater's upcoming season, go to writerstheater.org for more information. Then send us your programming opportunities via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com or throw a comment to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram or on our own actual website, reducedshakespeare.com or visit my website, theshakespeareans.com. You can also follow Writers Theatre on Twitter at Writers Theatre and on Instagram at Writers underscore theatre. Thanks, as always, to Northwest Burb boy Matthew Croak Web services by Ginger Power Limited. Music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Karen Elizabeth Buck Craig. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to actor Joel Murray, another North Shore of Chicago institution. And as always, thanks very much to you for listening. Please continue to stay safe and keep your masks on. I'm Austin Titchener, 860 ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. Thank you so much. Congratulations. Welcome to Writers. And it's nice to have another Northern California boy here in the North Shore of Chicago. Yeah, thank you. It's, this has been fun. And uh, it is, it's, um, you know, maybe we need a few West Coasters out here. Yeah, absolutely we do. Absolutely. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. 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 And so much less.